From the Dallas On Air studios in beautiful Dallas, Texas, this is the Next Issue Comics Podcast here on DallasOnAir.com. And now, here's your hosts, Clay Harrison, Kyle Condis, and Adrian Harris. Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We are a bi-weekly comic book podcast out of Dallas. We are part of the Dallas On Air Live family. You can catch these guys as co-hosts on Just a Sec, and we're three friends that talk about our lifelong love of comic books. What's up, guys? Uh, really quick, I want to make an introduction with our, our guest, Alex. I'm going to say hey now. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. How are you? We're going to talk some news, and then we'll get into Alex as a guest here in a little bit. But um, Adrian? What have you been up to? I'm still giggling how I, I swear to God he wanted to say just a second during an intro just a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, nah, but I got to throw something out. Uh, we have two birthdays that just happened. Yeah, yeah. Clay, Adrian. Mm-hmm. I am very old now. What, 36? <laughs> Both of you? I mean, I, thank you, Kyle. You're welcome. I was just going to. You see I, how I was, much gray is in this beard? Yeah, I've, I've seen people graying at 22, so that really doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I was just about to say that I'm the oldest out of all the three of us. and I, No, I feel like I am. You know, well, no, I'm, what I was going to say is y'all look older than I am. <laughs> no, Kyle, you have just a shorter life expectancy. Than <laughs> <laughs> no, that's been since I was 12. Uh, I only, no, that's because you're messing with the authority. <laughs> I only aged during my marriage. So. Right. I did too. <laughs> it was rough. I did too. This gray patch has been here since I was. Wait, what, what hair? <laughs> I can see it. He's got that Jason Blood mark. He's going to call out Etrigan does. here in it a second. Do. That'd be awesome. Adrian is Etrigan. That would be awesome. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm too tall. No, it's no. who cares. Etrigan's like, not, well, it depends who's drawing him. Yeah, it does depend. He could be Wolverine size. He could be Hulk size. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the uh, first piece of news that dropped this week was uh, DC Universe, the uh, online subscription service. And I wanted to go ahead and have them play the video so everyone who hasn't seen it can take a look, and then we can talk about it a little bit. You got that queued up? Yeah, give me one sec. All right. What are you talking? So I kind of jumped the gun. I, I, I jumped over uh, Kyle and what he's been up to and uh, Alex. But uh, give me an idea what you guys been up to and, and jump into the DC universe. Um, 
I like I said, they already got my money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the one thing I am kind of a little disturbed about is they already said they're pushing back Young Justice till 2019, and I'm like, really, oh, guys? Again? Oh man! Yeah, I'm like, you got a streaming service, just get off your ass. I don't know. Like, I, I just Marvel. I mm. what that 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 uh, preview of Superman Four Quest for Peace doesn't call your money to. Yeah, when it says no, uh, you, you mean classics, one, right? One of the movies that killed canon. No. Oh <laughs> yes, yeah. We're gonna show. Wait, Bill. is that C A N L N or C A M N L N? Either one. Nuclear you man in the comics, man. <laughs> I know. Sure. How are they doing that? How are they bringing Nuclear Man into the comic books? Leave it to Bendis. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which I got to talk about that too. With uh, I finished up uh, Man of Steel number six. Yeah, me too. So yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk uh, about let, it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's Spoilers. Fin- Hold on. Let's finish off DC streaming, and then we'll come into that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll get into Man of Steel. Meh. 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 Nothing impresses him. So okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. Well, before the show, I asked Alex. I was like, I was like, what would it? What's the cost level? Because that's the oh. thing we don't know yet for to subscribe to this. If it's a seven and eighty nine, then I'm in. If okay. it's a twenty five ninety nine, sorry guys. Yeah. Um, if it's 15. I still might be questionable on that one. Oh, you wow. just said that yeah. they got your money. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if it's a normal price for all the other streaming services, I don't know any other streaming service that really goes past $10. Yeah. Fair Unless enough. you want like a premium version of it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there, there are subscription services out there that charge a lot more see, and I don't a lot less content. So. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to have, you know, uh, you know, Content we've never seen, but what I what I'm seeing is like the streaming stuff they have on CWC that's free, right? Being yanked, being yeah. pulled to this service. Yeah, um, there's a ton of of these animated DC animated films on Hulu. Yeah. Oh God, and, yes. I just and watched uh, Titans, Judas Product, and uh, yeah, that just, was really good. And Justice League Dark. Yeah, that was. And fun. Uh, I, I have to say, I think my new favorite comic book character is John Constantine. As I've watched the live action series. Justice League Dark and animated John Constantine on CWC this past two weeks, and I'm just like, oh god, I need to go back and read the book now. Because oh man, so that's awesome. one of my. Um, I've got some Warren Ellis for you. Oh please, give me the, anything with him. Just give it to me. I, I need to, yeah, soak it up. And this is what makes me wish. I'm, not that I hate Legends. I love Legends of Tomorrow, but give the man back his own series again. That series yeah. is so good. That's all. I was just about to say that that really disappointed me when that series got canceled because it, it was just starting to get good. It was so fun. <sighs> it took a, it took about six episodes to find its feet, but once it did, it was. But even those first couple Fantastic. episodes, it, it still had me in there, but it was like, yeah. it's, I don't know, it, it's giving me a new, with uh, Constantine, I've been watching a few episodes of Lucifer, and then you got Preacher on AMC, it's giving me a new appreciation for Vertigo, which I never really got into in, in the late 80s, early right. 90s. Oh, and, wow, okay, cool. So I'm now kind of, kind of going back and wanting to read some of the books. Yeah, well, Preacher, one of my all-time favorites. I'm really disconnected from the show, because it's not the same. Right. Um Still love them. Yeah, you, know, you get, you get I, more on board on the second season. Yeah. Second season? Season two goes more into where the actual books are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, my biggest problem was always Tulip and Jesse. The way right. they wrote the love story in the book was way better than what they did in the show. Right. Yeah. And so and and they try to pull from the from the books by they had a saying in the book that was like till the end of the world, which is a whole second volume, which mm-hmm. is their their love story. And they try to use that in the show, and I'm like, but y'all didn't really have those moments. I felt right, and I never feel that they're they didn't really earn it. Yeah, their you, love story get, isn't really much. You get little bits and pieces of it. And yeah, it really got it. I think more in season two. Yeah, I mean, you get the idea that he loves her a lot, but I never get the idea that she loves him as much as he loves her. Right. There, there's something, there's something with Tulip because I mean. She, she goes and uh, sleeps with uh, Cassidy, right? And then they have that out, and then I, it 
I still enjoy the character. I I love Cassidy to death. Yeah. Pretty much, if that's the hook that's going to keep you in the show, Cassidy yeah. is the best thing. Right. I will um, say the casting is just dead on. Yeah. All of it, especially because they got for Hairstar. Yeah. Oh Holy yeah. Hairstar is awesome. But yeah, I, I've actually just finished volume two. Uh, Jody and TC are pretty well cast this season too. They look they look like they're right out of the comics. I've, I would say TC doesn't look as disturbed as right. <laughs> comic book TC, and hopefully he doesn't get up to his uh, shenanigans. Uh, that he would. I was seeing three so far. I got them recorded. I haven't watched them yet. Um, it's it it's it's wild. It's dark. We're going. We're, you know, we're going Darkest to timeline ever. <laughs> we're going. <laughs> we're going to see Grandma. Oh, okay. And uh, did did any of you guys see Split? I did. Kyle Kyle's not sure. In my Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, and you know um, the woman who played the psychiatrist, Betty Buckley. You remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Eight yeah, is yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's uh, Madame Longel. Really? Yeah. I have to and check that out tonight. Then she nope. can scare you with just a look. Talking about that, they had the new po- uh, the new um, uh, teaser poster for that movie. Glass, not, not it, glass. Yeah, glass, and it looks good. God. <laughs> <laughs> M Knight's over here making his own universe. DC's running around with a billion characters trying to figure <laughs> out what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad. Well, it, it, I mean, you know, granted, now, now we can go to DC Universe and talk about all their missteps and whatnot because they have a whole library of stuff they can put yeah, in there. We don't there. have no time to talk about the missteps. I mean, uh, there's so much. <laughs> I mean, oh, that was the other thing. I was but, 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 but we still want to subscribe to the service. We joke about their movies, but their, their animation's good. Their the TV's good. good. And that's where Marvel's kind of hit or miss on the TV stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, in humans, they drop the bomb at big time. Big time. I mean, even, like, I hate to say it, but even I've watched a little bit of Luke Cage, and even Jessica Jones and Luke Cage season two aren't, in my opinion, nearly as good as the first seasons. Um, Luke Cage season two is better for me, but it is a slow burn. They're all slow burns. They're all, even Daredevil 1, as much as I love that series, it, they're all slow burns. Pick up the action or make them shorter seasons. Shorter seasons, is, yeah. for me, is the answer. Um, I, I'm kind of excited to see Titans because it's a show that's going to run on a streaming service with no, no real ratings based on its longevity. I hate to say right. this, the only thing I kind of hope for is I, and I think this is killing it for me, it's, I hope it's not we're going to dump all the episodes at the same time. I kind of hope they put them yeah. weekly. I think there's something kind of to look forward to. Not like, oh, I have all 13 episodes. Let me bank it out in a weekend. I'd rather kind of look, have something to look forward to even on a streaming service. So, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, CBS does it with uh, Discovery. Star Trek yeah. Discovery. They don't do it all, like, they don't dump all 26 or 23 or whatever it is. They, it's a weekly thing. You have to wait for it. And they have, yeah. you know. And, and don't do what uh, Netflix did with Arrested Development. Give us half and then wait. I right. hate that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If it's a full season, give us the full season or yeah. well, piecemeal them out. They did that with uh, Runaways. Runaways, they didn't give us all of it. Oh, I think the reason they did it with Arrested uh, Development was because of Amy Consideration. That was the thing. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, um, Hulu does that with Runaways and um, Handmaid's Tale. Oh, okay. oh Handmaid's Tale, yeah. yeah. Um, anyone else on uh, DC Universe? Any? Uh, I just wish they, I mean... If they're trying to come out by August, which is the rumors, I think we'll probably get more news at uh, Comic-Con. Yeah. I just wish they'd have a little bit more out there because – and that's the – this is where even Marvel is better than DC is. They they know how to – Market? Yeah. I was going to say put enough out there to what our whistle, but you know, yeah, market's the best thing. Yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, I'm looking at like a lot of creators that are on the DC side. Kelly Sue DeConnick, uh, her, her Wonder Woman projects that's coming up looks pretty amazing. Right. Um, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of – 
old Marvel over at DC now, and there's uh, a lot of it. Yeah, and they're excited, and they're they're on books they want to be on, and they're doing stuff they want to do, and that makes me excited about comics. Right. Anything? Anyone else? Mm-hmm. No. Um, uh, I just think it'd be interesting to see, like, uh, they say they have exclusive comics and other, like, exclusive they can do. Like, what does that mean? Is it going to be, like, new books or is it going to be, yeah. like, is exclusive it, old, like, classic titles and stuff? Yeah, Marvel has, like, their collector core. Yeah. And DC right. has, like, their version of, of that. I wonder if they're going to have stuff try to tie that in together somehow because how do they how do they, you give exclusive comics that way through a video subscription unless they start just doing digital stuff or, I, don't I don't know it's going like I said the one of the main reasons why I'm just meh about the whole DC universe is that we don't know what the product's actually going to be yeah I mean everybody talks about we have you know we know there's TV shows but I don't know if I'm going to give up as busy as I've been not watching that much TV to begin with, like I haven't watched Jessica Jones season two. I haven't watched Luke Cage. I haven't watched season three of Lucifer. You know, I'm behind on so much because I haven't been watching. Am I going to give up 10 bucks for four new shows? That's well, true. Four new TV shows that I'm probably not going to be able to watch anyway. Well, no, I mean, well, see, I don't pay for Netflix. The only two streaming services I have is Hulu and WWE Network. So right. if I do it again, Cost is going to be one thing, and two, it's like you guys need to put a little. I mean, I love the fact you can read comics, you can do TV shows, but you got to give us a little bit more. I mean, that trip. Now, will it, now what may give me um, get me into it is if they come out with a service like Marvel Unlimited, and with that subscription to the DC Universe, you get all these back issues that you can oh, read. Oh, that would be a good idea. I, they would be dumb if they didn't do that. Yeah, they gonna go to but DC. they haven't done it yet. <laughs> I know. So. I know. Yeah. And well, now now when you buy DC Comics, you can get digital copies with them, so that's okay. pretty nice. Yeah, watch some D- of them, yeah. Watch DC be what, some of them, it, yeah. DC will watch DC have a, a service that's actually going to beat out Marvel. <laughs> I mean, outside of that, you know. Well, Marvel Unlimited had its uh, issues. I'm still. I got the only time I check it out is when I get free subscriptions, and I'm on a two month right now. And um, they had a lot of issues to begin with, but I think they worked some of them out. Yeah, um, a lot of them out. I still enjoy it, but. I'm a little frustrated that I can't do the same thing with DC because DC is really what I want to catch up on. Yeah. But um, I found the I found the miracle and genius of the local public library, though. Yeah. And they have a lot Wait, of graphic novels. You've never been to a library before? I've been to a library, but... For it, comics, it's uh, different. Here's, I, here's I, the thing. Yeah. That <laughs> as a society, we've gotten so caught up in owning and getting all this stuff, and we don't realize what's going on around us as far as, like... When a new book comes out, whether it be a comic book or any kind of book, the first thing I think of is, can I buy it digitally? And, or, or, you know, well, I don't have the $15 for that. Wait a week after it's released and it's right there in the, in the library and you can rent it out for three weeks. Yeah. For free. You already pay for it through your tax dollars. You can get a physical copy. You can get a digital copy. I was amazed at how much stuff, like, they have they have a big collection of Blu-ray disc. They have a big collection, uh, uh, even larger collection of just DVDs. They have a ton of graphic novels, and you know how much I like to read and like do biographies and stuff. I'm like I'm walking through this thing. I'm like, there's my section. There's my section. And I spent a lot of time in the last week and a half in, in the library, and I'm just amazed at or just rediscovering that there's a thing called a local library <laughs> that you can just you don't have to spend a shit ton of money. Yeah. And I guess part part of it is is that especially as nerds is that we collect all this stuff like we want 
Yeah. Um, like especially with comics, we'll wait until it comes out in a big collected edition, and and we can put it on the bookshelf, and we can have all, like you you started upgrading to steel books. Yeah. You have that collection, the display, and it's just a conversation piece, and we get caught up in that, and you know when we're kind of strapped with not that much cash to to spend on that. You still want to enjoy the art and the stories. And and you forget that there's a local library that has, that most likely has that comic book that you want to read. Yeah. Like I've been uh, catching up on Justice League Dark um, as a series and it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun read. I've got through the first two volumes so far. Yeah. And I picked up Hush. Oh. I never read Hush. so um, Really? Yeah. (laughs) I'm so excited. I've never been a big Batman series out there. Yeah. I've never been a big DC person. So now, now that I'm doing this podcast, I've, I've, Started doing, reading more DC, and now I got a lot. We've brought up culture on. to Adrian's life. I'm so yeah. happy. <laughs> I have. Well, a- <laughs> well then I've got. I've, I'm I've, about to end your life. <laughs> I've got some DC to recommend. Okay. Um, Batman Forty Nine. The okay. the one leading into the wedding is oh. uh, Selena Kyle and the Joker. Okay. Didn't that, wasn't that supposed to come out this week? Yeah. Okay. I was, yeah, and uh, and, and it's, I mean, the, it's just those two, the whole issue, and it's so great. It is so fun. Um, Tom King writing the Joker, I don't think I've remembered it being as fun since mm-hmm. maybe Alan Moore. Right. By fun, I mean disturbing. Now, speaking <laughs> of Tom King, I know you moved over to D.C. and read, have you been reading Mr. Miracle? No, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to buy a hardback of that one. I'm digging right. his story so much. I mean, what he did on The Vision... Uh, what he's doing on Batman is really amazing, but the Mr. Miracle stuff I hear is so good, I'm just going to wait and buy a hardback. Yeah. How about you, actually? Like, Oh, yeah, I've been catching up with Mr. Miracle. Uh, it's one book that I wait for every month. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of fell off of his Batman just because I don't like uh, his artist pool. Um, yeah. I don't like Mikkel Janine's art. It's uh, just... Uh, tracings really um Ooh, we got a hot shade. sports opinion yeah <laughs> um so i'm not a big fan of him so i kind of dropped it for that reason uh but uh tom king's a strong writer and, yeah uh, i think i'll be interested to see his next 50 issues of batman so alex who's on your pull list man we're gonna oh. get into that later on if you were read the show notes but you know a bunch oh, of- oh, oh. From, from the man who hasn't read one of my outlines <laughs> 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 STFU out the window, my own. <laughs> Wow. Oh, uh, that's good. I never read show notes. No, nope. <laughs> never does. I do that stem every week. Um, but well, yeah, who's it? on your pull list? Um, let's get back to that because I got to think about it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, do y'all want to get that? The next big story is uh, Steve Vitko passed this week right. at, at the age of 90. Um, very important creator to all of comics, uh, DC, Marvel, um, even even his uh, like Mister A stuff, right. like you know, pretty much blended into what the question would be. Right. Um, what, I was say, basically, if it wasn't Jack Kirby, he was he was it was Ditko. Yeah, yeah. yeah those are the two guys who created Marvel. I mean, mm-hmm. if you, not for those two, you don't have nothing. Technically, yeah. Watchmen too. So. Yeah. True. Yeah, and and. and it, his impact is so so huge, and it's a guy who does not uh, get out in the media a lot. No, uh, didn't do interviews. He really didn't even want to take credit for like the DC, the the MCU movies that came out that he created. He yeah, did, he didn't want to, He wouldn't do interviews for it. He 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 follows objectivism. Yeah, and uh, I've tried to read into this, and it's it's just very strange. It's from Anne Rand. Oh uh, lord, yeah, I know, and it gets weird. Um, 
It's a philosophy if you want to check into it. It has something to do with his Mr. A character that he created and objectivism. Um, I don't want to get too political on here and, and talk about it. I just want to talk about the guy. I mean, right. you know, but it's so weird that his but politics we, were that important to him that it makes it into the books. Well, I mean, it, it, because of that, we don't know really that much about him. He lived to be 90 years old. and we, That's a we, good long life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is a great long life. But And he created so many things that we love. But unlike a lot of the artists today or that came up later on in the 70s, like we know – so much about John Byrne and we know so much like about George Perez because they do interviews and we were able to get some kind of insight into what they were we never got that from Steve well you know and what's weird is like I'm a part of a John Byrne fan club on um, on Facebook he won't sign Marvel or DC stuff <laughs> John just, Byrne won't yeah I just learned that this week he, he only does his IDW stuff what and I always heard these stories about this guy and I was like oh man I would love to get my like Death of Phoenix signed by him but if he would never sign that man What's the deal? Uh, I don't know. Sidetrack. I'm sure he has a price. Um, <laughs> one one of the really great documentaries I've seen on Steve Ditko uh, was made in 2007. Um, it was Jonathan Ross' attempt to find Steve Ditko. Um, I'll post a link to this. Uh, yeah, do. It's called In Search of Steve Ditko. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, it's about an hour long. There, uh, it looks like someone's broken it up into seven uh, seven episodes if you want to watch them. Right. Really great. Goes into the history. Um, tries to track down Steve and uh, just let him know what he meant to comics and, right. and how important he was. Um, Kyle, I know he created uh, Ted Cord, his look, and uh, basically what we know is... Uh, the Blue Beetle? Blue Beetle. You mean the real Watchman? <laughs> the real Watchmen, yeah. Sorry, I mean there is no Watchmen. There's the uh, Charleston Heroes. Um, yeah. yeah, Blue Beetle, the Question, uh, Captain Adam, uh, Phantom Lady. You know, those are the real characters. Uh, no, I mean he. And well, of course, we. It's weird with the new DC universe. We have Ted Cord back, but he's not. Not Ted, Ted Cord. He's not being the Blue Beetle that I want to be. The Blue. He's still. He's a mentor for Jaime, but still, it's just one of these things. It's like bring back Booster and bring back. Yeah, I mean, just uh, one, like one of the best of teams. I hate when I hate when you have a great team up and then they have the books for years, like Power Man and Iron Fist, and they just kind of disappear. And he's like, "Screw you, we're going to kill one of them." <sighs> yeah, that, Kyle took that hard. I uh, see that. <laughs> Fuck you, DC. Yeah, I, probably for me, it's it's Spider Man. I've been a big big Spider Man fan since I was a kid. The shirt, right. and then well, I, one I didn't really realize was Shade the Changing Man. Oh Jesus! Oh, for, the, for, the, for those uh, not watching, uh, I am showing my new vans, my Spider-Man vans I got uh, yesterday. Uh, they're awesome, and uh, I, I'm not sure who did the art. I'm, that's I, not Ditko. That's it's a uh, Ramita. That's Ramita. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not junior, <laughs> senior. Yes. <laughs> you ever had one of those moments where you just look at your friends and like fucking nerds? <laughs> <laughs> I just had that. Moment. You're one to every, talk every time. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Hey, at, show least, notes. at least I didn't have Spider Man underwear on, and <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> Please, no. Nope. Underoos hey, is not a sponsor. Okay. Alex, do you want to change seats with me? <laughs> but uh, the hell, the only thing giving you in the window is him. <laughs> but there are a lot of great tributes out there. Marvel uh, tweeted one, um, but there was one from. Uh, Put that one up from JM. You you got it up? Yeah, give me a second. 
ahead. I just wanted to read this one. Um, and I can never say his last name right. J.M. Demetis. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, without Steve Ditko, there'd be no Ted Cord, which means no Beetle, no Booster anchoring the JLI. Without Steve Ditko, there'd be no Craven the Hunter, which means no yeah. Craven's Last Hunt. Jesus. We build our careers on the backs of giants. I didn't See, think about he, that. He wrote um, Craven's Last Hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a Jesus. Have you read that yet? No, you still haven't read it. I still haven't read it. It's sitting. It's sitting on my iPad actually. Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, you've been collecting comic books for how long? You still haven't read it. We've had this still haven't read it. Yeah, I bought the comics this. when they came out. Yeah, I no, I've never read it. I've never read that. Uh, the Senator, uh, the Spider Man. Have you not? God, how are you a comic book fan? I dude, I I can tell you about the uh puma issues like when when he would fight like random street fighters and i was like why don't they bring back puma i always liked him and then it's like i'm the only person that liked him because i can remember all those stories right two of the most influential freaking spider-man stories out there you've not read them i don't know this if those would be the most you told him I, I think the most influential stories uh those no the fact that it, it, you have Daredevil <laughs> who almost takes spider-man from killing somebody and you have craven who almost kills spider-man and locks him in a grave for two weeks how do you not read these books and those I, are, because you're telling me it right now <laughs> <laughs> he's got a point call yeah i mean <laughs> calpedia will just break it down without any character or feeling and just tell me the plot points no 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 i mean i'm not telling you the plot point it's, it's these are things that have been written in the comic books for the last 25 30 years they mentioned oh blah blah, blah gene DeWolf killed i've been locked in a oh god i'm sorry it's Spider-Man. I, I, this is where I'm passionate about. You know, you have X-Men. I got Spider-Man. It's like... I know, I know. And we, we're getting ready to do a Dan Slott uh, Spider-Man uh, run. And, and, but you're very critical of that one, though. You're critical of the... No, no, no. No, I, no not, not Spider-Island. I'm critical of uh, uh, Superior Spider-Man. Superior. I, I, I tried liking Doc Ock being Spider-Man. I just couldn't get into it. Oh, man. I might have to read this so I can challenge you on it. No, that's fine. I just... I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't good. It just... I For me, it was... I tried... I bought like the first eight or nine issues, and it just oh, wow. I hated the way he started becoming Doc Ock Spider. It just did not. It, I, when you like a character, there are certain things that draw you to that character, and when somebody changes it, like it was with New Fifty Two. Not that I have a problem with the fact there are two Wally West, and not that we have an African American Wally West now, but when you basically hmm. wipe out the Wally West I've known for the last twenty five years, who's been one of my favorite characters from history, it's like why am I going to read the new stuff? I mean that is, you have, you have certain characters like. Let's, uh, uh, how would you feel if they made uh, Power Man? Why does he have to be black? That's what I want to know. Because <laughs> he is black. I'm not saying anything. I'm just, saying, made I'm just saying of all the characters, you turn to the black guy and, no, 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 and mention no. a black character. No, no, I'm but, just no saying. but I'm saying. But, but I know. Being I'm African-American. And they, it, it took one of those inf- like Black Panther, Falcon, Luke Cage. If they took these characters and changed them to another ethnicity or some race, how would you feel about that? Something that's been around for the longest time has been one of the biggest things. I mean, I mean, I hate bringing a race into the, the situation, but... I, you know what? I never even thought about that because it's never happened. My point. Um, I mean, but they do it with the white characters all the time. Yeah, so I mean... Um, I don't feel, though, in some instances it, it matters. Like with the Kingpin, I don't feel right. like his ethnicity mattered to the character. No, it didn't. No, but, but Wally West. That but was Wally a, West, you mm-hmm. know... Um, it, it's, not, it's not every character. It's just... I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to... It doesn't really matter to Wally West either because he can be black, white, Asian, Hispanic. But he wasn't the same. That, that's the thing. Is like, it, it's well, like, they didn't write him the same, so that's the that's the problem. The, yeah, writing him the same. I is guess. Right. I, I guess that's part of the thing. Is you know, it's when you have like you know, it's when you're I'm, we're killing off Peter Parker. Why are you killing off Peter Parker? Or why are we bring Miles Morales in? You know, it's like that's fine if there's another character with a name. You know, that's fine, but don't take the character. 
I don't know. It, this is a great area that you just get into because there, you ha- certain characters you have, and when they either want to change them up or they want to bring another one in, that's where you can people can argue, "Oh, you're racist," or you're you just can't deal, or the nerds can't deal with the stuff. And it's well, here, here, okay. So the whole thing about the whole racist or whatever, the problem comes in is that we don't have that many thoughtful people in this world. Yeah. So they can't express like if I, if they change something and I'm upset about it, I can verbally express the exact reasons why I don't like that. Most people, when they get upset about it, they're either trolls and can't express it. And they're just proving themselves that they are racist or the people that have a problem with it don't really even understand why they have a problem with it and don't realize that it's coming from somewhere like racism and they can't express, well, this is why, you know, I just don't like the way they wrote him afterwards. They changed the whole character. Yeah. And you can say that to me and I'm like, okay, I get that. You just, you're upset about not really the ethnicity. You're upset about the character and himself. And, okay. But a lot of people, when they get upset about that, they can't express that. They don't even know why. I, I think that they don't even understand why they're upset. And that way it looks racist and it sounds racist. And if they're honest with themselves, okay. it probably is a little bit I, racist. I, I can. Okay. I'll agree. And so I don't. And, and they've never really changed a black character. No, I know. Um, before. So I don't even know how to respond to that or how I would respond to it. Cause I've never had to deal with it. Um, The sad part about it is, is they want to be as inclusive as possible. So it happens to white characters all the time. Yeah. Um, and I and I get because there there is an overabundance. No, no, of and, and white I get characters. that. And on occasion, you change a character. That's fine. But it just, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like I just I I try to give the characters a chance. Right. And again, like you said, the way they wrote them. Yeah. And it, but it's like and that's understandable. Yeah. And there are certain times like where it's like you have a certain character, and it's just like. In my opinion, some certain characters, ha- are, they're already perfected. They have the right formula. Why do you have to change it? Now, you're right, overabundance. So sometimes they want to give that a chance. But it's just, Especially coming out of the 60s and 70s. Yeah. But I just, it, it, there are certain characters I wish they would just leave alone. Like, why did it have to be this one? Why can't you go touch Hal Jordan? Why can't you go touch, you know? You do it, Because Chris. sometimes Thor has to be a frog, sir. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking of Psylocke. Like, you could just do what Chris Claremont does, just change the ethnicity in the book, and you basically have erased what... Elizabeth yeah. Braddock was right. Uh, I mean, like Psylocke is nothing like that character mm-hmm. before the Siege Perilous, right? Uh, and changed ethnicity and everything, and still never made that character great. <laughs> oh, I don't know. She she's, became better when she became uh, the Psylocke that we know now. Um, the only book I really think that she's great in is uh, Remainder's um, Uncanny X Force. Really, I loved her on Kenny X Men when they first brought her in. When they went to X Men with Jim Lee, I mean, well, I kind of liked her in there, but then she was also dealing with because there was two of her. There was a, there true, was, yeah, and, and and so I was like, why do we need to have this story to draw out one of the most bizarre pieces of continuity in all of X Men? I mean, if you explained the origin to Psylocke next to the origin of Cable, neither one would make sense. Well, see, the funny thing about it is they changed her ethnicity to Asian, right? Yeah. But they didn't change Captain Britain's ethnicity. Well, no, my whole thing is how is how are all, of all the Braddock siblings, two of the mutants, and him not? I thought Braddock was it. Oh, I thought Captain all his powers come from Merlin and magic. Oh yeah, only uh, Betsy. Magic. Yeah, right. only Betsy and whatever uh, whether one was were mutants. Jamie, Jamie, yeah. yeah. Oh, Brian has never been a mutant. Hmm. 
Interesting. Hmm. But they keep in the, all the mutant stories. I know, I know. Yeah, so you ha- see how we started on Ditko, and now we're all the way... <laughs> this is every the show. X- yeah, <laughs> in the X-Men universe. And uh, this we, is why they don't read show notes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the man who created... The Wait, show. there were show notes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of show notes, I'm going to kick this over to Adrian and let him take over for a while. <laughs> Adrian, um, refer to your show notes for this portion of the show. I will. I wrote them. Um, <laughs> can you read them? <laughs> it was pretty late last night. Um, but yeah, uh, so, okay, so our special guest is Alex. And uh, Does Alex have a last name? Yeah, Gallimore. Gallimore. So yes. we can find him online? Yeah. I, oh. I, I, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Where in the show notes is that? Yeah. <laughs> I hate you guys. Um, I hate you, Cal. So to give you a little bit of background, um, I grew up in the colony back in the ni- uh, 80s and 90s, and one of my like um, one of my good friends back then was a guy named Doug um, Gallimore. Um, we stayed in touch over the years, and his son, I was pleased to find out a couple of years ago that his son... Um, got accepted into the uh, what is it called the Kubert School yeah, of yeah. Joe Kubert School of Art. Yeah, Joe Kubert School of Art, which is up in uh, Dover, New Jersey. I have one question. How old are you, Alex? Uh, Twenty. I'm just giving this gives me hope for our society. The fact he's wearing a Nirvana T-shirt. Well, you have to know his dad. <laughs> oh, I know you have to know fact, his dad. I mean, you can. You he's can been ask, raised right. No, I know, but you can ask kids twenty or younger who's Nirvana. It's like, oh my mm. god, what the hell? <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I. This past October, I found out that Dave Grohl was uh, the drummer and the uh, the drummer of the Nirvana. Because I'm a big, uh, you know, Foo, Foo Fighters fan. So right. Like, okay. That okay. Nice. <laughs> so. Um, and so uh, Doug had posted something, um, some of Alex's work, uh, about a year and a half ago, and it, it was um, it was a little crude, mediocre. But, but uh, he had a, a, a Instagram account. Yeah, and so I went ahead and followed him. I think he only had like maybe forty followers at the time, and um, that was a while ago. Yeah, that was a while ago, <laughs> and it's just funny because like I go, I I use Instagram not for like the models or anything. It, I use Instagram to brighten up my day. So everybody I follow is either artist or musician, and I can just take twenty minutes and just scroll through, and it just brightens up my day. He started. It, it was like once every month he posts something, and then. Um, it started becoming a little bit more regular, and you can just see um, the growth in his art, and it's just so great. So I wanted to have him on whenever he came back to town, and, uh, and, and so I introduced him or, or invited him to come on to the show because I think he is going to be a fantastic comic book and artist. And I'm going to go ahead and flash up some of his artwork. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so let's get into his origin story. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get into comics? Uh, well... Probably your dad. Uh Sort of, yeah. I, uh, when I was little, I didn't like to read uh, actual novels and books. Right, so, I think it's all of us. Yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> my teachers request not requested, but they, you know, told my parents you should get them in the comic books because it's still reading. Mm-hmm. So we go to the public library, right. and uh, my dad was a big ElfQuest fan, so yeah. wow. tried to get me into that. Wow, that's um, really cool. Yeah, but it was mainly Marvel, you know, uh, JLA uh, right then with the Aquaman, Kyle Rayner. That was a uh, Loved reading oh, those. Oh, Kyle. You just made um, me happy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then, you know, just read a couple of comics there. And so then I kind of fell out of comics just because, you know, 
when you're in middle cool. school yeah. and all that's not well, so this is middle school you started this uh it was elementary school elementary. Well, so, I, like, I, I, but the colony isn't really known for it i mean they have a store now but really having comic shops where did you go to get your comics uh just the library i didn't oh, know wow. there were shops uh, oh, wow. until right. i think i uh fantastic four two my uncle took me to a shop um and i got blackest night the oh, zero issue yeah. and the last issue, so I didn't even get the whole f- story. <laughs> um, but then I, you know, I didn't stick with it, so mm-hmm. there's that. But really, about four years ago, we took a trip to New York, and um, right my uh, my brother wanted to go to a comic shop, so we went to a comic shop, got the uh, New Fifty Two Futures End, that terrible series, and that's <laughs> that's when I got back into comics. Uh, that and Batman Eternal, another that's terrible good. weekly series, right. <laughs> Um, uh, but that's what I kind of got back into comics and uh, figured out that you could get paid to draw comics. Um, so, well, you bring up books you don't like. What were the books that you go? Oh, yeah, I like uh, this guy, or I'm following this. Really, uh, Greg Apulo was like the first artist yeah, that I really good. latched onto. So that that Batman series got right onto uh, with uh, Batman Endgame. That's like the first story I got into. Yeah. So I really loved his art, and so I went back and uh, read the Court of Owls and. Mm-hmm. All of that Such a great uh, love court of owls work, yeah. and so then it was just kind of like finding any other book. You know, I was trying all these books, thinking that I'd like them, uh, not all of them. Uh, but and so from there, just getting trying new books and looking at artists that I like, like Sean Murphy, love him. So yeah. get any book he's on, and um, really just you know using Instagram, Twitter right. to connect to artists and right. figure out new artists that I like um, and writers. So, yeah. Okay, so before I get into the like current artists, so were you always into art growing up? So, yes and no. Because um, you, I know you're 20. Yeah. So you just finished your second year? Yeah. Okay, so, the third, yeah. so you said four years ago you started to get back into comics. Um, that's a pretty short turnaround. It sounds like two years yeah. is a pretty short turnaround to decide I'm going to go to not a traditional college, but to go to an art school. Yeah, I was, uh, I was always into art, so to speak, because I was an art teacher, so it was kind right. of an easy transition. So I was always figuring out a way to get in. <clears throat> I always loved superheroes, mm-hmm. uh, watching you know, Justice League Unlimited and uh, any new cartoon and whatnot. Right. Um, but... Uh, yeah, just drawing in general. Uh, probably would have just gone to do like a fine art college degree right. or something like that because I was always somewhat uh, gifted at art. Mm-hmm. So then I, you know, we, uh, for my senior trip, we went to New York Comic Con. Right. And uh, I was going to, I was super into SCAD because they had a program for comic art. Mm-hmm. Comic art, sorry. And uh, Sean Murphy was one of my, you know, Great, like I loved his art, and so mm-hmm. I went to uh, get a science book from him. I asked him about SCAD, and he said it wasn't his favorite decision. That um, he really hasn't retained any of his knowledge from there. So I was like, mm-hmm. eh, 50, th- uh, 50 you know, thousand a year doesn't right. sound like a good idea. Um, so I was like, okay, whatever. And then my dad uh, saw a panel for Cuber School, so we went and mm-hmm. saw that. Kind of got introduced to that. And so then about like six months later, um, we uh, applied and did an interview, got in. How hard was it? How, how hard is it to get into Cuber School? Um, on the record, super hard. Off the record, not really. Um, 
Uh, it's a great program. Um, endorsement. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a great program. Um, and if you really, this is what you want to do. You want to get into comic art, and you want to be able to draw comic art. It's probably the best program to go into, just because all your teachers are in the, the so field. I hate to ask. I mean, as I've taught college. I'm just, is it an actual accredited uh, school? For? It's an accredited uh, oh, okay, program. Okay, that, okay. It's more like a trade school. That's what though, I was kind of wondering. The, okay. um, the way it works, but uh, it is credited as a college. How long is the program? Uh, three years. Three. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, if you really want, this is what you want to do. It's a great program. There's a lot of people that go that are just they like to draw, so they just figure. I'm going to come here and be a better artist, which you will become at least somewhat marginally better just because they have you drawing every day um, for, you know, nine months out of the year. And so, you know, you go there, um, 10 classes a week, you know, homework for every class. So, I mean, it's a great program. I've flourished. How do you handle um, moving so far away from home? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty independent person, so it wasn't that difficult. Right. Um, I gotta thank my parents for that, just because yeah. it's, it's not. I know it's not easy for some people because they go like an hour away and they freak out. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, living, you know, 25 hours away wasn't really a problem besides just you know having enough of my bank account. So, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so, who you mentioned a couple? Uh, who were some of your inspirations growing up? Or com- um, getting in, you know, getting into comics. Yeah. Uh, well, I was a big Jim Lee fan, uh, just because you know his art is I think that's bombastic. Yeah. Um, but recently, I'm not. He's kind of trailed off, in my opinion, just because you know he doesn't get to draw as much, so he's right. a little bit rusty here and there. He's a business guy. Now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's running a whole DC? business. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's, in my opinion, he's doing a great job currently um, with DC. Right. Um, uh, Greg Capullo, obviously huge inspiration, just to like blend uh, realistic and cartoony in just the right way. Uh, Sean Murphy, um, Matteo Scalera, uh, Chris Samney is a great artist. Uh, a bunch of artists are just flowing through my head right now. Um, most recently, Jeff Shaw, who did mm-hmm. the most recent Thanos run. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good artist. Um, um, any Okay, so Marvel does their young guns. Yeah. Uh, any of those guys? Uh, Aaron Cooters, uh, uh, the most recent yeah, ones. Him. I like him. Um, uh, he was good on Action when he was at DC. Right. Uh, I'm loving the guy doing um, Old Man Hawkeye. What was I can't never pronounce his name. Yeah, I don't remember his name. I haven't, I haven't checked that out yet, right. just because I'm not a big fan That's, of that idea of that book. But um, <laughs> uh, but uh, like he, Old Man Logan. Yeah, I mean, I think he's overused right now. Yeah. So I think it's a little too saturated. Right. So I'm not a big fan. Just because, like, he's he's on, he was on X Men Gold when it launched, and everyone's in a in their own new suit, and he's just in a trench coat, and he's <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Funny, yeah, like, looks um, like it's Marco Giacchetto. Yeah. yeah, that's him. Yeah, I love his art. Yeah, I think all those new young guns are are great artists, and um, I don't know if they're young guns, so to speak, <laughs> right? Because Aaron Cooter's been in the business for a while. Yeah, but uh, they're young guns to Marvel. To Marvel, um, yeah. yeah. So. But I think they're using all of them great. I think Pepe Lorez is another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. did No Surrender for the first or a couple issues. I really liked his art. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been getting more into Marvel with the fresh start. Um, and so far, I've liked pretty much everything I read. So okay, cool. Yeah, you seem pretty DC heavy. Uh, oh yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm a big DC fan. I was more of I would say more of a Marvel fan when I was younger. But growing up, just a more DC fan because Batman. So. Um, so so, tell us what, what kind of homework do you get? 
uh, everything from two, three pages to character designs to an illustrator file sort of thing. So, is it all drawing, or do you have classes where they actually read and kind of like? Any, is it just all drawing homework? It's all it's all mainly illustration okay. work. I don't know uh, if they want to be like, like want you history or like kind of on the industry or stuff like that. Um, one of our teachers uh, does kind of like give us like an artist background. Like we talk about you know Jack Kirby, Steve, uh, Steve Ditko, uh, John Media, um, and like some other you know Barry Windsor Smith and a lot of like the old you know like start um, of comics artists like the old pros and stuff like that. Uh, but mainly it's, you know, they, the school is based around just, like, teaching you every aspect of the illustration business uh, and comic business. Uh, so, like, the first year you learn pretty much every job that would, you know, take to make a comic book besides maybe an editor. But um, other than that, second year was just mainly honing that in and just pounding you with work. But uh, yeah, I think that's all your, your greatest leap. As far as between your first and second year, yeah, it seems to be the summer where like you, right. you can relax a little bit and you know kind of retain what you learned. Um, but yeah, definitely that's where the great sleep because yeah. from the last week of my first year to the second week or the first week of my second year was you could see there was a major difference. Um, what was it? Uh, I had just had a question on the tip of my tongue. Um, so you're going you're transferring from your second year into your third year you're not yet done but are you have you are you starting to find work yet are you working on any projects um yes and no uh, i'm working on these two books uh with two different people uh one is like a political superhero drama um i think i have the cover for uh with the guy on the beach um that one's called american capes but um and then another one I'm working on is called Tier 12, but that one's kind of still in the uh, runway. Okay. But um, that's what I'm working on right now, uh, besides just uh, going to be waiting tables again. But uh, other than that. So you have you talked about your coursework um, and your course load. You, so you still have to you, – you still have a, a full-time job on top of that? Oh, no. No, no, no. 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 Okay. Yeah. So what, when you enrolled, what was the biggest surprise for you at the school? <laughs> Probably just like the amount of work that you get, because I I knew it was going to be a lot, but like like when you come back for the first semester, came back for like the Christmas break, um, like and you pull out your portfolio and you show like everyone your work and you're like, wow, it's a lot of work. Because I was always uh, like I'd, I'd start something in high school and maybe I'd finish it, but it like wouldn't be where I wanted it to be or right. it wasn't anywhere like. It could go to another level, um, but like having to finish stuff was like a, a big thing just because you have to finish stuff. You can't like have something unfinished. So it's like mm -hmm. seeing just a bunch of finished pieces uh, next to him was crazy. Uh, only because I'm reading the wiki on the school here. Uh, any of your professors, anybody that we might know their work? I don't know, like Andy Kubert, uh, Adam Kubert. <laughs> okay, I want to make sure. I just wanted to know. Uh, I just wanted to know. Fernando Ruiz. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a bunch. Right. Uh, the fact you get to t you get taught under them, that's kind of like just. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm glad those uh, Kubert kids have work. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, all right. So I've got a question uh, because I'm looking at uh, some of the Catwoman uh, mm -hmm. stuff that you did. What percentage of your stuff is now pencil, ink, pen, and how much of it is digital? Uh, well, um, before this past Christmas, it was all traditional, 
and then um, well besides coloring but um but now uh for christmas i got an ipad so or the new ipad pro so really it's kind of become this i haven't hybrid yeah uh i've penciled one thing traditionally in the past seven months everything else has been penciled digitally i've started getting into pencil or inking digitally um but i still like inking traditionally but coloring is all digital do they teach digitally or is it all still hand like all traditional at the school um Mainly it's traditional, um, besides like the whole coloring aspect, because um, they want to teach you how to use a brush, how gotcha. to use you know, the right way to fill out a page and everything. So, But um, there are some classes that teach you like, that you need to know the digital inking and digital stuff. Um, who would you say would be your... Like, when I look at your art, I can see a mixture of different people. Who would you say would be your biggest... Influence? Influence currently? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Jorge Jimenez, uh, just cause his digital work is so strong right, right now. Um, just seeing what he can do with just like the normal set of tools mm-hmm. on clip studio is uh, pretty amazing. Uh, still Greg Pulo, just cause everything right. he puts out right now is amazing. Um, and Sean Murphy, just cause his, his car work is in his actions. Um, oh, yeah. pretty crazy with his white Knight series. Uh, it was pretty nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, any new artists like with Jeff Shaw, I was uh, just like exploring more like uh, splatter and techniques and stuff like that um, with those Wolverine pages. Uh, but I mean, just any new artists I see, uh, I take little things or I, you know, say oh, I like that. So I wouldn't say there's like one singular artist that I like try to mimic or try like influence of. Um, but it's just like a combination of bunch of different things right cool so what title would you ideally like to work on because I, I see you've got x-men you've got catwoman who would you ideally like to work on um ideally um probably like you know batman obviously just league mm-hmm. um but uh really any any title doesn't really matter to me um as long as i you know get to be on a book but right. like it wouldn't matter which character it was you just want to work. So it could be little <laughs> Lulu and no one can give a shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it could, like, I'm working on new characters right now. So, Okay, so um, I've seen your art, and then I've seen where you – how do you describe this? I guess like a, a true collaboration where you'll have guys come in and, and do inks and, mm. and colors. Is that something fun that you like to do at the school? And, and Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a nice, like, collaboration because um, – I live in the dorms there, so I live with um, you know fellow students that work there. Right. So you kind of create this bond, and you figure out who's best at what. Um, mm-hmm. So like you know, someone might be better at coloring than you, um, and someone might be better at inking or has like a different style that you like. Right. And there are certain assignments where they have where you have to like you know, I did the pencils and they had the ink and stuff like that. So right. it's, it's cool to see like the collaboration. Because that's yep. how it is in the business, right? Yeah, um, and, and I find that very interesting. That you know, because you'll do, you know, your shout, you'll post on Instagram and do your shout outs. Hey, this guy is a great ink yeah. colorist, and and um, it seems like you have a lot of talented guys there. And I guess I yeah. shouldn't expect anything different, but um, it's just really neat going through your Instagram account and seeing the transformation into a fantastic artist. Mm-hmm. I think you're you, you have some really good art. I, Guys, I just sent y'all a link to his Instagram page. Yeah, yeah we got it. And um, 
Mm. He has a pull up right here. So yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna we're, <laughs> we're gonna stop down the show for some shade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is summertime. Yeah. Um, Here's the side eye report. <laughs> okay, so let's see. So, uh, one thing I know your dad told me you were kind of excited to talk about. You went and saw Ant Man and the Wasp this weekend. Uh, yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I I know yet you, you two haven't we seen haven't it seen yet. It. So. No, we haven't seen it, but Kyle has, oh, which yeah. is a hilarious, hilarious, <laughs> yeah. hi, hilariously ironic that Kyle has seen anything before me and Clay. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'd say go see it right now. Yeah, really, if you can. Uh, I think it was, um, out of. Out of the three Marvel movies that came out so far, um, it is the lightest hearted. Yeah, it was it, yeah. it was the most like family fun of them. Uh, I, I love. I needed that after yeah. the last yeah, after film. One. Well, now, there's and this isn't really spoiling, but there's not really a villain in the film. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like there, really? there, there are bad guys, but there's not a main villain. Like the ghost, I'm not going to say what about it, but she's not a bad person. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and that's what they, it's. It's so lighthearted. It's like this is. It's not even like a, like you know like with Black Panther you had it's just um, some cotton candy to palate cleanse after yeah like Killmonger <laughs> was a, was you know it, again people can argue whether or not Killmonger was a villain and we've had that and debate even Thanos you could be uh, him being a total villain in the comic books was you almost felt almost stood by him and his choices with and if anywhere right. and here this there's nothing it's just this is like there's almost it's just Scott and Hope being superheroes and just kind of helping you know to. Tell a good kind of what almost crime heist story in right. a yeah. sort of way. Um, from what I understand, that there it does a really good job of tying into Infinity oh, War yeah, without yeah, no. beating you over the head. Oh, oh Jesus, yeah. yeah. Like pretty much throughout the whole movie, the only thing they reference from other movies is the whole Civil War yeah. Germany thing. Right. Everything else is just Ant Man and Wasp. Like yeah. nothing else until uh, until they the end. do tie it yeah. in. Okay. And Michelle Pfeiffer, the way they entered. It intertwined here in the story is like even the very beginning and then later in the it's just it's it's nicely done. I heard there wasn't much of a shelf wiper though. Yeah. But but enough to where yeah. you, okay. you know, yeah. Not a lot, but just just the right amount. Okay. Um was uh Michael Pena's character is over the top. <laughs> oh boy, he that guy back, no, 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 back no, strong. No. He was awesome. He needs his own <laughs> movie. Yeah, he does yeah. need his own movie. I mean Oh my god! Yeah, him and the whole film—it's just yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, let, let's just have a movie of him and Pat Oswalt laying out the Marvel universe for the next, next and, the next ten years. And right. never have I only one of the film has ever made ants look cuddly creatures, like very cuddly creatures. Right. right. Well, that would have been Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Right. And this whole movie, except for ant- ants and a bug's life, you know. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one, you have the big ants and they just walk around. And it's like, oh, I want one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hmm. Anybody else got any questions for Alex? Um, so I'm real curious about covers because you talked about Aaron Cooter and mm-hmm. his covers for Guardians have been some of the best and yeah. my favorites in the past year. Do they have like a class that's just like, here's how you do a cover and here's... Um, they do have like assignments um, to where like the art of a cover, like Andy Kubert, um, like he had us do an assignment to where you had to do a cover for uh, and like then you had to do like one page that described that you know that book so that the cover would have like some element of that page like I did uh, I did Mr. Miracle and like a a a time I forget what it's called a time cube like an hourglass an hourglass so he's an hourglass trapped and so the whole page was you know him you know waking up 
to the fact that he's in this hourglass and him freaking out. Um, so, and like that was his thing because he doesn't like the whole like just a person on the cover, you know, with no story. Um, he likes to tell a story in the cover, so it's not just a you know wasted effort. Like uh, uh, some of the most recent uh, examples of that would probably be X Men Red, just because all their covers are just splash covers, mm-hmm, and so right. it's it's like okay, tell something, you know. Yeah, don't I know. Just they- have I was told not to read X Men Red, so I don't know. What you're no, 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 about. no, no. Yeah. I said to read. <laughs> that wasn't him. Yeah. No, it was Mister J- Jaded over here. Well, read X Men Red. <laughs> oh, you told me it was Gold and Blue. You told me I, I was read. that you can pass, but yeah. Red, you Gold and read. Blue yeah. got canceled. So, so yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I want. Which we're not talking about comics, but I had something about X Men Gold recently that they had a wedding that almost. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I know we're winding down, um, but looking at Alex's art, who would you guys recommend to? As the old guys in the room, who do you recommend? Uh, oh, God. Tony Harris. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's perfect. If you never read Starman, James Robinson, Tony Harris, the, his art is almost like paintings, but yeah, gotcha. you can check out his art. And I get it real quick, because I'm noticing you, know, you did a Skeletor piece in here. Yeah. Are you a fan of He-Man? Or? Oh, yeah. Big oh, time. Lord. Big time. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's going to be following, looking for that He-Man art. Yeah. Someone got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, Tony Harris... Um, that would be the one of the big ones, just because I love his art so much. And then uh, Clay, I, you know, I've always been a John Byrne fan. Yeah, um, it, there's just something about his style. It's like that borderline cartoon realism, you know, that I just love. But but I grew up with it too, so it's 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 tough to take that out yeah. because those are the stories I loved tied to that art. Yeah, I, I would if you're going indie stuff. Uh, Scott Ralston or Andy Watson oh. from Oni Press. If you haven't checked yes. out their stuff, their, their stuff is sort of cartoonish. Almost very simplistic, but very like you just can't stop reading. Like, if the story isn't that great, the art still keeps you yeah, tied to the book, gotcha. mm-hmm. which is a lot of books right now. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I, you know, he's not an old guy, but he's been around for a while. Jock, Jock, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Jock is good. very abstract. Yeah, yeah. I, his his stuff is so amazing, and just when he does a book like Losers, yeah. I mean, that's one of right. my favorites. Yeah. I mean, he's just so great. Too bad the movie couldn't have been better. <laughs> I still watch it. I still do. It's, it's still it's, fun. It, it's still a fun movie. But yeah, it's, it's not insane. a great movie. It's, it's not it's, a great it's, movie. It's, it's a guilty pleasure movie for me. I mean, it's amazing. You have so many superheroes in that movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I think if I, if I was the recommend, are you a Sinkevich fan? Uh, Bills, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, one of my teachers, Tom Mandrake, you probably heard of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. You probably heard of him. Uh, yeah. Name drop. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, he did a book in the '90s, and uh, Bill actually inked it, so he had all the originals. Right. So he was showing us, and it's just crazy. What was the book? Uh, I don't remember. Um, to be honest, I think it was Castlevania something, or uh, yeah. But uh, just seeing his originals was pretty crazy, and like he had like spilt coffee on a couple. It was pretty funny uh, to see like. Just the madness that it is. Right. I would Art. cry if I spilled coffee on a Bill Sienkiewicz ink piece I had. No, I think it was Bill spilling oh, the coffee Bill. on it. Oh. Yeah. Right. So, Alex, <laughs> who would you recommend to our guys to read? Oh, uh, I'm looking at um, him in as now, and I, I didn't realize I already knew who he was because he's right. been doing Justice League yeah, covers, but I haven't seen the Super um, the Super Kids. Super uh, Sons? Uh, Super yeah. Sons oh. book, which... No, Super Sons is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, his art makes it ten times better. Uh, right now, I mean... Just recently, the new Deadpool series is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I've been. Is that the you are Deadpool one or is that... uh, no? Just the the new um, ongoing Scotty Young, Scotty Young, Nick Klein. Um, I think the second issue just came out. Speaking of good, 
Speaking of Deadpool, I'm glad you're able to draw feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have a whole class about every... Uh, just I could just to you, draw feet. Can I name people I'm not who do won't it like life help? <laughs> can I name people who aren't teaching that class? Um, <laughs> What's wrong with life help? That's oh. a whole other show, and <laughs> yeah. we're just about out of time. So, Alex, where can we find you? Uh, social media: I got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, What's your Instagram name? I think it's Alex Gamore Two. Yeah, is there, yeah. Is there two Alex Gamore One? Or mm-hmm. I don't know why I did two. I think it's just my number. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think someone already has okay. Alex Gamore, mm-hmm. just Alex Gamore. But um, oh, there's that American Capes cover. That's nice. Um, which one? Uh, this one right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an original one um, mm-hmm. that I did during school. Yeah, uh, throw all of his art together into a post. Yeah, and I'll uh, definitely do that. Greenhorn cool. and the Cato. I like that one yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a throwback. In the meantime, let's go ahead and get some plugs out of the way. What's going on? All right, uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Clay underscore Harrison. You can find uh, our show on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast and on Twitter at Next Issue Pod. You can find me on the Twitters under at Kylepedia. I just did it for you, Adrian, and oh, no. Kyle Connors on other social media. So there you go. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Adrian underscore Harry and um, underscore show notes. Underscore show notes. <laughs> hashtag fuck off. <laughs> we don't use that hashtag enough. <laughs> and on that yeah. note, thank you for tuning in to the next issue here on DallasOnAir.com. Here we go. Hey now. That's fun. This is DallasOnAir.com.